So welcome back to the uh, Stories of Freedom, guys. Um, got Kayla here again. Hey, everybody. <laughs> and uh, our guest today is Ed Holler. Hi, guys. So I'm sure a lot of you guys, not pretty much everybody probably knows who Ed is if you go to VCF. <laughs> He's been around. So um, there's a lot of stuff with the youth group and, and whatnot. So him and Karen, his wife, lead the youth group. So sure many of you guys know who he is. But, um, but yeah. We're back for another episode and got some things going on with the podcast. Um, I don't know how the next month is going to go with the recordings. Mm -hmm. We've got, um, I'm going to be out of town the next two Sundays that we normally would record. And Kayla is going to be out of town in two weeks. So the next Sunday that we would normally record as well. We tried to have Amelia on with the book, with her book, and we were having connection issues. Yeah. So hopefully we'll get that sorted out and at least have... Pray for our podcast. Yes. (laughs) So hopefully at least we'll have something in. But, um, and then I don't know about two weeks after that if we're going to be able to get another one lined up. So Mm -hmm. bear with us for the next month or so. um, And we'll just get going back on track after that. Okay. Um, Also started up a YouTube page. So I'm putting it together this weekend. It should be ready sometime this week. Uh, I've got like five of the episodes uploaded with a picture of the ocean waves in the background or video of it so with the with the audio from the podcast just playing in the background and a little thing on the bottom saying which episode it is so you guys can check that out if you want and we're going to be adding more videos to that as well on youtube uh, that that hopefully will fill in the gap for the every other week so just look for those to come we're putting that together now but that's pretty much it on what's going on with the podcast as far as announcements and whatnot before we get started on today, though, I just wanted to touch on the sermon. We were just talking about that, the sermon that mm-hmm. uh, the pastor had today on freedom in Christ. And I thought it was cool when he started that because we've got, you know, podcast stories of freedom. Yeah. We're listening to, to people's um, stories of having freedom in Christ. And one thing that he talked about that I wanted to, I just wanted to bring up real quick. Uh, I mean, first of all, I don't know when that message is going to be online, Um, But when it is, I encourage you to go listen to it. It was really good. Mm -hmm. Talked about what freedom of Christ really is and what it isn't. And uh, I just, I really liked it. Um, So, but one thing that he brought up that I did want to mention is he talked about um, the the fact that it's very easy to go backwards. Yes. And I know we brought that up, I think, on episode six. I think that's when we had with Stacy. Yeah. And we talked about how just because you have freedom in Christ doesn't mean that your story ends there. Right. Because it's it's very easy to get sucked back in. Mm-hmm. And that's actually something that I'm trying not to, you know, I'm trying to prevent right now because of a lot of electrical work that I'm doing for people on the side. And it's getting to the point where I'm working as many hours as I was before. Yeah. And it's just to help people out, but it's starting to consume my life. And that's something that I know I need to, to work on. So that, that really spoke to me in that, that message. It's very easy to find that freedom and then get sucked back into. Yeah. It happens so fast sometimes too. I mean, we were in Colorado for just like a week, but we were so busy that like by the time we got home, I was like, I just feel so spiritually dry because we were so busy. Like, I feel like I didn't have time to get in the word like I normally do or, you know, do anything else because we're just so busy and just so go, 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 go. So it's so easy to fall back into, you know, fleshly, you know, simple, not that it's simple, but like, you know, just little fleshly things that you wouldn't normally do because you're just so busy. And that's when the enemy just really attacks because you're so caught off guard. Yeah. It's, it's very easy and it happens quick and I've noticed Mm -hmm. it and 
you know, my kids have noticed it that I'm gone a lot again. And yeah. it's like, I'm trying not to be. And told them once I get done with this last project I'm working on, then we'll yeah. tone it down again. I got to learn to say no to people, yeah. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, that's just a reminder for everybody as you're listening to these stories. They're, they're good stories. We've heard some really good stories of freedom and people finding that freedom in Christ. Yeah. Uh, but just because you have that freedom, know that it's very easy to go backwards again and the enemy will attack and try to make that happen so they're these aren't just feel-good stories i mean these are people's lives and and you know could pertain to your life so look for that freedom and once you experience that freedom do whatever you can to hold on to it yeah well and isn't there i think it's in second corinthians um the scripture where he talks about the thorn in your flesh, mm-hmm. like to remember that from yeah. what he brought you from, yeah. like to, there's always going to be that one little thing and like, you need to remember what he brought you from, what he redeemed you from everything that he did for you. Yeah. Cause when you're on that mountaintop, you still need to remember how you got to the top of that mountain right. top because you could be right back in the Valley before you even know it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. all right. Well, well hi, Ed. <laughs> sorry. I wasn't planning on doing that, but I just had to touch on that on his sermon. So, um, but yeah, so we're ready to hear your story of freedom. Now, no pressure after that. Yeah. <laughs> thing. But uh, just, uh, yeah, I guess whenever you're ready, if you want to tell your story and okay. we may butt in, we may let it go to the end. I don't know. We'll okay. Just let it go. See so. how it goes. Okay. So, you know, I got saved in 2003. I was in Ramadi, Iraq, you know, but before that happened, you know, my whole life was growing up, you know, we'd always go to church with grandma and grandpa at their little country church down on the corner of where we lived. And I didn't care for it too much. It was a bunch of old people. I remember Lois Curtis was the Sunday school teacher and she was there every Sunday. And I was just like, are you serious? You know, and it was boring and uh, I didn't like going, you know, but we always went through VBS every summer. There was two or three of them. And I don't know if that was just my parents, you know, to try to get us away, you know, because summer break, you know, but so all that was going up. And then, uh, you know, when I joined the Marine Corps and I left home, I was like, man, I'm not doing that anymore. But every time I would come home on leave, grandma and grandpa would always say, come on, put your uniform on. You're going to church. And I'm like, I'm on leave. I don't want to put my uniform on, <laughs> you know, but so, but I would do it. And then I met Karen and we got married, and my grandma passed, and so every time we'd go home, we'd go to church with grandpa, and uh, we'd always do that, and, and it was a big deal, you know, it was a small community, and they would decorate the church, you know, with flags and pictures, and I was just like, wow, you have to be kidding me, you know, but we, you know, and, and I was like, well, you know, let them have their fun and, and, and do it, you know, but the very last time before grandpa passed, we went home. And we got, we got in, we arrived in Michigan like on a Wednesday or Thursday. And I had my, I had my dress blues with me and grandpa asked, you coming to church Sunday? I was like, I don't know, we'll see what Sunday brings. We didn't go. But, and that, that was, <laughs> that was horrible. Cause then we seen the pastor like Wednesday. So they had made this big plan for little Eddie Haller and his wife, Karen coming home. And we didn't go you know, they decorated the church. You know, they did all this. They had a, a potluck lunch afterwards, and we didn't show. Oh, my <laughs> I was just like, man, you got to be kidding me. You know, so, but that, you know, that went on, you know, and that was all behind. And then when me and Karen, we were living in Colville, 
California in military housing. We were stationed in Bridgeport, and Karen worked at the paper here in town in Gardnerville. And she would always tell me, we should go to that church. That's when VCF was at ha by Ham Dogs at the movie theater there. She goes, we should go to that church. They always have something on the marquee, you know, it's scripture. And I was like, whatever, I ain't going. I'm not going. We're not doing it. I'm not going. You know, whatever. And we left here, and we went to San Diego, or Camp Pendleton, California. We lived in San Clemente. And I remember we, we started going to church down there. And it would be like a Sunday morning. We'd wake up, and you'd look one way, and the ocean was right there. We lived a half mile from the ocean. And you could see it from the upstairs uh, bedroom window. And out the other side of the house, you could look out the window, and you could see the Big Bear, you know, the mountains covered mm -hmm. in snow. And so Sunday morning would be, well, well, you want to go to the beach or you want to go snowboarding? <laughs> well, I thought we were going to go to church. And then we'd be like, well, let's go, let's go snowboarding this weekend. We went to the beach last weekend. You, you know, and so church, you know, it, it was never a big thing. But then we started getting ready to go to Iraq. And the pastor of that church that we uh, went to, he, he was a former Marine. And so he was real big in the community, kind of like Leo is here, only San Clemente is way bigger than this town. You know, so he was always bringing in Marines and getting them to come. And so we're sitting there the weekend before I left. We we're sitting there, and he said he wanted to call up everyone. Well, it was the Sunday before I left. I think I left on, like, a Tuesday or Wednesday. And he said he wanted to call everyone up that was going and, and pray for them. And I sat in my chair, and Karen nudged me, are you going up? I was like, nope, I'm sitting right here. And, and I stayed there, and all those people went up there, and I was like, wow, look at all those guys. You know, and, yeah. but I didn't, I didn't go. I stayed in my chair, and he prayed for them, and we left. We were always the, the last ones in, and we were the first ones out yeah. through the donut line. You know, so we left. You know, I did my first, my first tour over there, came home, everything was fine. You know, I, I got promoted, and we were getting ready to go back. And we were still going to the church. You know, it was, it was an on and off thing. You know, it wasn't steady. And I remember I was at the gas station in the 14 area at Camp Pendleton getting gas for my, my truck. And this little lieutenant, little boot lieutenant, little kid come up to me and he said, hey, Staff Sergeant, I just wanted to invite you to church. <laughs> I was just like, really? I was like, whatever, dude. And, <laughs> and he's, I was like, I don't, I was like, okay. I was like, well, thanks, sir. We go to the church in San Clemente. And uh, he goes, oh, I just want you to know Jesus loves you. Are you getting ready to deploy? I was like, next week. And he goes, just remember that Jesus loves you. And I was like, huh? So I told Karen about it when I got home. And, you know, we went to church again. And I think that time when he called everyone up to get prayed for, I went. Mm. And I got prayed for. So we got in Kuwait. We landed in Kuwait. And we went to the thing. And I did not want to be there. As soon as I got there, I wanted to come home. I didn't care if I walked home under my own two feet or I was in a coffin draped with a flag. I just wanted to go home. You know, so everything went and, you know, because the first time the Iraqis were happy to see us. And the yeah. second time, they didn't want nothing to do with us. Wow. You know, um, so we did a convoy to uh, Ramadi where we were staying. And it was just, I remember, they asked me, do you want a rifle? I was like, nope, I got a pistol. I'm good. I didn't want, you know, everyone in the vehicle had a rifle except me. I had a pistol. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and uh, and uh, so we went up there. You know, we got to Ramadi. Everything was fine. And then I just started doing stupid stuff. You know, I mean, I was going on all the patrols that I could go on. I, I was going out. And I was doing dumb stuff. I was standing up when I should have been staying low. And, but nothing ever happened. You know, and, and I was just 
was like, man, what the heck is going on? You know, and, and one Sunday morning, we had a morning meeting. We were going to Fallujah that afternoon. That was when everything in Fallujah was, was happening. I don't know if you guys remember that in 2003. You know, and we are going. So my mind was elsewhere. We had this morning meeting. It was Sunday morning at like 6. I think we were leaving at 4 in the, 4 in the afternoon to head over to Fallujah. It was only about an hour drive or so. It wasn't very long. And, uh, you know, the gunny was asking me, hey, Staff Sergeant, what's going on with this? What's going on with this? And I was like, you already know, so why are you asking me? It was wasting my time, I felt. You know, and uh, we got in an argument. And then Staff Sergeant Johnson was this big black guy. The size of one of his hands was like two of mine. You know, he was huge. He grabbed me by the shoulder and he drug me out and he goes, what is your problem? I was like, look, I told him I didn't want to be there. I wanted to go home. I didn't care how. And he goes, you know what? I'm going to church here in a little bit. He goes, come with me. So I went with him, and uh, the Navy chaplain, I don't remember his name, he was a lieutenant commander, we called him Singh. He was a Filipino guy, and he had a, a, a strange name, and it kind of sounded like Singh, you know, but it, it was something. And I remember we were doing that, and he offered, you know, for anyone that wanted to be saved to come up. And the next thing I know, I'm up there, and I'm on my knees, and I'm crying. I'm like, oh really? I'm like, what is going on? You got to be kidding me. I'm, I'm, I'm tougher than this. You know, I don't have to, to do this. And I just got the biggest goosebumps. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know, so, uh, you know, we're doing that, and, and, and I'm praying, and then I talked to some people after, and, you know, they gave me some pamphlets. You know, and these are all Marines and Navy. There's no civilians there, you know. So these are all big, tough military people. And, you know, when you're over there, and then you see everyone all soft and, you know, people crying, and I'm just like, huh. You know, I was like, wow. So anyway, you know, th that stuff went. And then I started thinking, I was like, great, how am I going to tell Karen? Karen? Karen grew up Mormon. You know, she grew up in the Mormon church from Winnemucca. And, uh, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And, you know, so I was like, how am I going to tell Karen? Well, I'll tell Karen in a letter because mail takes a while. <laughs> you know, we had email, you know, we had yeah. phones we could call, you know, and I'd, I'd call all the time, but I, I wrote her a letter <laughs> to tell her this. Well, you know what? So I sent that letter, and about a week later, I got a letter from her, which was really weird because, you know, we're emailing and we're talking on the phone. Well, her letter said the same thing mine did. You know what? I, I went to the church. Pastor Jim, you know, invited everyone up to get saved. I got saved. Um, I went, and I got baptized in the ocean, blah, 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 blah. Oh I joined goodness. these home groups, and I was just like, oh, well, that's cool, you know, because everything's kind of working out. Cool. So when she gets my letter, she won't be shocked, you know, right? <laughs> so, and then she got mine and I called her. You, well, well, I called her, I think when I got hers and she goes, I just got your letter and I, I, I'm reading it. And I was like, oh, cool. You know, so everything's good. You know, so, you know, I stopped being so stupid over there and we came, you know, I got home and everything was good. And, and I remember I told God, God, I want to be a drill instructor. I want to go down to the drill field, and I want to be a drill instructor. I promise I'll do what's right. I'll do the good thing. Mm -hmm. Well, I did. You know, I, I got down there. I got through school. I went across the street. I was working on the street, and I was a drill instructor, and it was awesome. But I violated the SOP, and I did things I wasn't supposed to do. You know, and I have multiple sclerosis. You know, I had one uh, thing with my eye, and then the next thing you know, my hand and my whole left arm went numb, and I couldn't move wow. it. So I, that started my process for them discharging me out of the military. And I was just like, man, 
But, you know, so we left. Everything we have done, God has blessed. I mean, I, you know, I wanted to do the drill field, you know, but he gave, you know, with my hand, I had to go and my eye. So I let, you know, got out of the Marine Corps and we went to Cold Springs, Nevada. It's north of Reno. And we're living up there and we're having a real hard time finding a church. And it's just like, whatever, I don't care. You know, we were saved, but by no means were we walking with the Lord. You know, so we were saved and we're bouncing, you know, back and forth to these churches. And finally, one day I just threw up my hand and said, I ain't going. I'm not doing it. You know, I don't care whatever, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to do my job at waste management. I'm going to pick up people's trash and I'm going to go on and do my thing. You know, and then I got offered a job at the Marine base down here in Bridgeport. So we moved down to Minden and Karen said, I want to go to that church VCF down there at that movie theater by hand dogs. And I was like, whatever. I was like, fine. So I went, you know, and kind of, you know, and then we started going, you know, and we did all the moves and everything that happened, you know, I was just like, what is, why am I doing this? You know, I, I'm just, I was getting tired of it. We were at the building at Short Court. Chris and Laura Allworth were the uh, youth leaders and, or yeah, they were youth leaders and they were starting together on a WANA program. And I was like, eh, Karen's going to do it. That's fine. She can do it. She can have all the fun she wants with it. I'm not going to do it. Well, then that church flooded. You know, I don't know. Were you got? You weren't. Were you? Okay. So, well, anyway, the toilets backed up in that church, you know, and they flooded. So all, we just did this remodel and it was awesome, you know, and then the toilets flooded. So we were like, man. So I remember like three feet up the wall, they had to cut all that sheetrock out, you know, and and do the, you know, to treat the two by fours and everything because of the sewage and everything. Uh But, you know, and then the building over here by Pizza Hut behind Walgreens came up and they got that and it was awesome. Karen Lovell, I don't, do you know Karen Lovell? Yeah. Okay, did you? Okay, mm-hmm. well, Karen Lovell so. was awesome. Like, uh-huh. You know, I mean, I, I really look up to her a lot and she's just a great person. And she asked me one day, it was VBS and she did VBS throughout the summer instead of, you know, just a week long mm-hmm. for an hour each n- on Wednesday night service. And she asked me, would you be me, Ned? The cowboy. It was Sunrest, Sunwest Roundup. And she asked me if I'd be me, Ned. And I was like, well, I don't know. Probably not. You know, and she goes, just hear me out and listen to what you have to do. And she goes, it'd be, I, I forget if it was once a week or if it was every other week or how often it was, but I'd just come in and I'd bully the kids. I was like, yeah, I'd totally do that. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I can do that. Don't have to ask me twice. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, p- push them around or, you know, not push them, you know, but just yeah. kind of come in and be, you know, loud and obnoxious and everything. And it was great. And uh, I had a great time. And then, and, <laughs> that's sorry. And, and then at the end of at the end of summer, you know, me and Ed went up and he got saved, you know, in front of the church because all the kids went over. And then I come in yelling with my little cap gun shooting up in the air <laughs> and making noise and being obnoxious. And, and I got saved. And well, I'd already been saved, you know, yeah. but, right. but, but, you know, me and Ed got saved. Yeah, and, and it was a really cool thing. And then Chris and Laura were putting together the Iwana program. And, and like I said, I, Karen was going to do it. And they asked me if I would do it, you know, if I would help. And I was like, no, probably not. And then Karen Lovell said something about it. And they said, well, you could do games, you know, to, with the kids. And I was like, oh, that'd be cool. You know, I, I'm loud. I'm really loud. 
and you know, I had a great time with it. That first night, Jeff Gilpin was there. Uh, a couple other people from Iwana were there, and I was loud. And I remember looking over at Chris, and he kept doing his hands, you know, hey, quiet down, not so loud, not so loud. And I was just like, what? I was like, no, I'm going to be loud and obnoxious, you know. Yeah. And then when it was all said and done, when the games were over and the kids divided up, Jeff Gilpin said, hey, that was great. That was awesome. I was like, cool, man. Right on. So we, we, I did the games, and Karen was a, was a helper. And then when Chris and Laura left, Chris had asked me, would you guys take it over? And, and I was like, yeah, you know, because it would be fun. I really like the Oana program. And uh, so we took it over. But then JP and Felicia were here running youth group. After Chris and Laura left, they came and they started up the youth group. And we're doing games and everything. Never even thought anything about the youth group. Never thought anything of it. And JP came and asked me one day, he goes, hey, man, you got a lot of energy. You know, you're good with the kids. He goes, our youth group is growing, and we want to divide junior high and senior high. He goes, you would be in charge of junior high, and I would be in charge of the senior high if you would do it. And I was like, man, I don't know. You know, prayed about it. And, you know, I was like, yeah, I think that would be pretty cool. Well, for whatever reason, those two ended up leaving, and then it was me and Russ over there. And we kept going, and I kept asking Karen, come over with me, come over with me. No, 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 I'm with Iwana, I'm with Iwana, I'm staying with Iwana. Well, Karen, that's Karen's own story, but you know, she ended up coming over uh, with us, uh, with the youth. And I always tell the youth, you know, when we're over there with them, I was like, if you guys would have told me however long ago, maybe, maybe five years, maybe six years ago, that I'd be a, a youth leader in the church, a deacon in the church. I'd be like, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't, you know, it wouldn't happen. I was like, nope. You know, and, and now you look at uh, uh, the grace of God. You know, he took someone like me, you know, uh, of, of the things I've done and I've seen and I've, you know, and I'm just like, wow. And I, I'm a deacon in the church and I'm a youth leader, you know, and, and with, with Karen, you know, that we, we do this. Me and Karen were probably on the verge of divorce, you know, wow. when, when it first came down here, you know, because I, I have anger issues, you know, and, uh, you know, I started going to uh, Jason Spots at the time was running the group, and I would go to that, and then, you know, Dennis now, and Dennis passed, and Jason would uh, stop doing the group, and the group went away, but I had gotten a lot better, you know, and, and it's not as bad as it was, but, you know, back then with the... With the things that that happened, you know, I, I'm just amazed at, you know, that God took me, you know, someone that would, you know, I, I don't know, you know, well, that would choose snowboarding over church every Sunday or going to the beach. And I don't even like going to the beach, you know, over going to church, you know. And, and now I know Karen gets mad at me. She goes, come on, let's go home. Let's go home. You know, let's, let's go. But, you know, I, that it's like that now. You know, because it used to be me saying, let's go, let's go. And now it's her saying, let's go, let's go. We've been here long enough. You know, but, you know, yeah, like I say, I always tell the youth that, you know, it's amazing, you know, of the things that whatever they got going on that I've probably been through or experienced to some point. But I know it's completely different, you know, because everyone has one of these, you know, a cell phone, mm-hmm. and now you got cyberbullying and, yeah. and, and all that, you know, and I've never dealt with that. But. 
You know, I mean, so, so that's pretty much it, you know. I mean, I, I came up, you know, I got, like I said, I got saved in 2003. You know, I know a lot of people know the exact date. But to me, <laughs> when, when I got saved, I was putting a check in the box. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was like, because, look, I'm probably not going to come home from here. So I need to make sure I'm right with right. God. And so I, you know, and I got saved. So I don't know the exact date. I, I, I want to say it was in July of 2003, June or July. You know, I don't know. The days all ran in together yeah. over there. But nothing really started happening until we started coming to this church at the building behind Walgreens at Pizza Hut. Mm -hmm. You know, so that was, this move to this building has been such a great and awesome blessing thing, but it was yeah. kind of bittersweet. Yeah. You know, because everything happened there. You know, uh, we got saved, or I got, uh, not saved, but, you know, we started doing stuff, right. you know, right. and Karen was already doing a little bit, you know, but, you know, and now, hey, you just look at Yeah. Yeah. I wow. I, yeah, that's, um, I think sometimes that, that happens. I mean, there's some people that they get saved and they're just immediately just, boom, on fire for God. And then there's, just like we were talking about the danger of falling back. And then yeah. there's also the natural progression. Like it sounds like you had where you just kind of slowly progressed and, and, and your faith just became more and more real. And then you got involved in the church and that, that obviously helped your, your faith grow too, I'm assuming, right? Right. But you, but you know, like you said, naturally progress, you know, when it happened, I got a package in the mail over there and it was from, he's my boss now, but at the time he w he was just he was a guy working at the base a civilian working there in Bridgeport you know and then I had left and he sent me a care package over there and in there it had a uh, new testament marine bible you know and it was cool and I was sitting out there reading it and I remember this <laughs> this marine Lance Copel Casper he came out shaking his head at me and I was like what are you doing he goes I never thought I'd see the day and I was like never thought you'd see what day and he took the book out of my hand that you're sitting here reading this yeah. Oh. And I was just like, huh, you know, <laughs> yeah. but I was just like, you know, so yeah, I just, it, it is, you know, that natural progression of how things went, you know, and slow and steady, you know, but you know, it, it I, I'm, I'm glad for it, you know, and, and I'm just amazed at, yeah. at God's grace yeah. you yes. know, for us all. So thankful for it. I just, I love that you and Karen got <laughs> saved on completely yeah. different ends of the country at the same exact time. Because yeah, it's like, because cool. like, that's fully just one of those things where you can just be like, are you kidding me, God? Yeah. Like, are yeah. you kidding me right now? Yeah. No, I <laughs> oh, thought that just, was really it's cool. It's so awesome. Yeah. So Karen, Karen's family, you know, her, her parents, you know, her mom and sister were here today. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah, I met her this morning. Yeah, yeah. you know, I think they, they think we're weirdos, no. <laughs> you know, because we tell them, you know, oh, well, we, we tithe, you know, give money to the church and we do this. And he goes, what? You know, that's her dad. You know, why are you giving your money? Why? Why? What, what do you mean you're spending time at the church? What do you mean you can't come yeah. up this weekend? You're helping at the new building. Why? Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just, you know, because they're Mormon, you know, well, more, they grew up in the Mormon, and, right. you know, they, so I don't know. It's just, yeah. it's funny, because, um, was that her sister then? Yes. Yeah. Because they walked, look like twins. Yeah, <laughs> she walked by, and I was like, oh, that looks like Karen. And then Renee was like, that girl looks like Karen. I was like, she does. And then we watched them walk around and go sit next to you guys, and we're like, oh, they're definitely related. <laughs> yeah. yeah so. <laughs> it's just, yeah. So they came down yesterday, and they went to, I don't know, they went to Reno last night for something. 
Well, I like your story. And, um, you know, first of all, thank you for your service. Yes. And what a fitting time to have you on right after 4th of July, too. Yeah. You know? Because, <laughs> uh, you know, there's... You fought for, for our freedom. Mm-hmm. And then now, you know, you have to experience... Or now we're talking about freedom of Christ and stuff. But, yeah. you know, I thought it was, it was pretty cool because I didn't even think about that correlation when, when I asked you to come on. So... Yeah, it's a good time. Yeah. I love that you were talking about how, I mean, when you're over there, you see all these Marines and they're big, tough guys. And it makes me think of the, the men's encounter. I mean, obviously yes. I didn't go, but Justin was saying like, you see all these, yeah. you know, uh, you know, like oh, yeah. muscly totally. guys get off the bus. And then the next thing you know, they're crying at the yeah. altar. And he was yeah. just like, it's just so, such a beautiful thing to see, you know, men just like putting their pride at the Lord's feet yeah. and just surrendering their life. And he's like, it's just, he's like, obviously you wouldn't understand cause you're not a guy, but <laughs> he's like, but it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. It is funny. Cause you get the guys and they come in and they look all tough and yeah. they try to hold it together. And even some of the guys that share their story up there, they talk about how, when they first came, they were that, I mean, cause you've been in the men's encounter too. Right. And they, they first come and they're like, you know, we're going to, I just sat in the back and I was trying to, you know, be tough and yeah. they're not going to get to me and then by the end I was a wreck you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah get you so cool awesome well thank okay. you alright okay. yeah. well I guess uh, I guess that's it guys so um, thanks again Ed for coming on yes, and thank uh, you thanks for having me yeah, yeah. enjoyed your story and um, we'll have to get Karen on here yeah, yeah. we yeah. will <laughs> have to get her on yeah <laughs> So, yeah, that's what I was thinking the other day. We need to get all the spouses of the people yeah. that have been on. Because I think <laughs> you and Justin are the only spouses that have oh, yeah, huh? been on. Yeah, And Renee, she hasn't been on yet either. So. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, uh, thanks again for, for listening in. Share the podcast with people. Shirts are still on sale. Um, yeah, on check Theo's out my Etsy, Etsy. shop. So, um, and then I'll have more information about the YouTube channel within the next week or so. Once all the videos are loaded, you can go there now. If you go to YouTube and type in Stories of Freedom Podcast, it'll pop up. But I don't really have much on there except for the few episodes, you know, a few of the episodes. So anyway, thanks again. And I guess have a good week. And hopefully we'll be able to get some stuff on over the next month throughout <laughs> with our schedule. So all right, guys. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks, Chris. Uh-huh.